Uh, PragerU is uh, something that uh, we, we subscribe to. Uh, it's interesting. Their opinions, uh, they are worthy of weighing against your, your biblical uh, uh, worldview. They're worthy of weighing your biblical presuppositional thinking against the ideas that they come up with because I believe they are exposing an agenda that is very prevalent in our, in our company, in our country. So please, if you would, you can avail yourself to PragerU. They're on um, uh, YouTube and everywhere else. And um, I'm excited to, to, I think he did something on each one of the Ten Commandments. And so you should look those up. They're just five minutes long, really simple, really easy. And so I love these. So today we're going to have a bit of a conversation about family. Wasn't that good to spark conversation? Yep, I thought it was really awesome. Some questions may have come up, maybe some challenges even may have come up, but we're going to deal with those things in the next few weeks as we prepare for 2023 because it is already upon us. How many of you, the 23, 22 was a blur, like it's it's here and gone, uh, right? Uh, but, uh, but, but it's upon us and we're getting ready to, to prepare. And one of the best things we can do is to think about, to to pray about, to focus on our families and so today I'm gonna have a few conversations with a few people get a, f a few questions and and things like that answered and then uh, then we're gonna we're gonna be done today is that all right is that all right all right good now listen it's gonna be a hard Sunday if you don't in, in, engage with me all right uh, um, and so it's gonna be so first I think I'll I think I'll do ladies first if you would please work, uh, please uh, welcome with me uh, a relatively new uh, member of of Metro been here for a minute we'll find about more her, about her please if you will welcome Trenisha Waters you cute girl have a seat um, so Trenisha uh, just so that uh, we can get to know you um, I've been getting to know you and 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 I'm um, thinking about you and having good very good conversations and I've gotten to know a lot about you that I think is very interesting um, but um, I think you represent a conglomerate of of Metro uh, that we'd like to pay a lot more attention to so let's get to know you just a little bit you're Trenisha Trenisha Waters right all right good so tell me how long you've been at Metro I've been here for like three and a half years. It's almost four, 2000, 2019. Wow, so right before COVID hit, you, you had become, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Uh, I, I could go down a rabbit hole just you know, asking questions about that. Uh, but I think maybe one of the connections with regard to that is um, who, who, who are you connected to uh, in, this, in this church? You're a connection group leader, who, who are you with? Um, well, I was brought here by Miss Wanda. She give it up for my homegirl, Miss Wanda. I don't know if she's here. Maybe you see us online. I love you, girl. Love her, yes. Um, but I came here. She invited me to the encounter, so that was just great. I um, rededicated my life to God and was saved through her and Jackie. So Jackie is my connection leader. Yes, so. Good, good. Uh, we appreciate Jackie. Um, uh, tell me, um, I know this is probably not one of the questions that I, that we talked about, uh, but maybe uh, one of the, the, the coolest things about being a part of uh, Jackie Howard's uh, connection group. Mm, she's relatable. 
Um, we always have fun and joke during our connections, and she, um, she's just a powerful woman of God. Like I'm, like I'm happy to be a part of her connection group. That's good. That's good. If you love Jackie Howard, if you would clap your hands, put your hands together. Um, uh, so um, what I'd like to ask, and I think um, this is so important because of so much of our, thank you, of our, um, not just our church, but even of our society, are, are people like you who we love uh, and who we want to uh, take better care of. Um, and, um, and so a little bit about you. Tell me um, about your daughter. That's my baby. I love her. She, um, I feel like I'm a, I'm a different person than I was before I had her. So she really, just being a mother, it, I feel like I've grown so much as a woman, um, a woman of God. Like it, life just got more serious because you know I have to um, take care of a whole nother person and raise them to the best of my abilities to be a good person in this world. So um, she's four, her name is Nakai Olivia. Um, she's very talkative, she's playful, she moves a lot. Like she, I'm young and I'd be like, Ooh, girl, you wear me out. <laughs> but she, she's sweet, she's sweet. I love her, yes. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, is, it, is it difficult taking care of her on your own? Uh, sometimes um, I do have my family they have always my grandmother she always kept her anytime I needed her to um, yeah sometimes it can be difficult you know because I'm taking care of things you know working providing for her um, myself so it can be difficult sometimes but you know for the most part it's good you know, she, she makes me happy. I want to make her happy, give her anything she want and needs. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, tell me, uh, last question. How can your church support you as a single mom better? What could we do to, um, what could we provide that would give you things that would make you even better towards Nakai and her future? When you text me that question, I was like, I was thinking, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, I feel like y'all, y'all do a great job with the support, the family. Cause it was a, a, a moment when I first came here, I was like, do I, am I really supposed to be a part of this church? Like, I didn't know for sure. I came, I kept coming and I prayed about it. And I think it was like after the pandemic, when we started to come back, um, it was just, I just felt more connected, more like family. People would just come up to me, um, talk to me, like, I'm happy to see you, like, try to get to know, because I'm not the type of person to just put myself out there. But people are, like, gravitated to me, so it makes me open up more, and I feel like over the years, I have, like, gained another family, and I feel like this is my home, so, I mean, I feel like y'all been doing a great job. Um, Anything more, specific towards being a single mom that we could do? I think 
the parenting classes, I guess because um, I know at a it's gonna be a moment uh, in time where she since she's a girl, she's gonna have her like ways and stuff. I guess more support in how to, I guess deal with certain like attitudes when she come on her hormones and stuff and because uh, she already got a smart mouth I'll be like look girl but um, so it sounds it. sounds yeah. like in, in discipline yeah um, um, just teaching with regard to that teaching with regard to um, helping her emotionally be appropriate and but yet strong out of uh yeah. she to be respectful but not break her her yeah. spirit that type of thing is that yeah. is that what am i putting words in your mouth yeah okay, i am <laughs> no that's it that's it that's it i got you good yes. stuff good stuff because i i definitely don't want to um i want to do things differently you know than my mother did of course and break certain like generational curses and i know um it does start with me and me parenting her, so it can just, you know, Good. go forward. Good. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you for your, your transparency. Y'all give it up for Trinisha Waters, if you would. Thank you. Next coming to the stage is uh, one of my homeboys, uh, one of the coolest people I know. I promise you, and I, I uh, would uh, encourage you to get to know him. Please welcome, if you would, Mr. James Buchanan. I love the man bun, dude. I swear, I promise you, I love it. <laughs> it's good to see you, man. You too. You good? Good. Um, so James, you're, um, how long you been, have, have you been at Math with, with us? I was trying to um, calculate it. Yeah, calculate when you asked. Um, I think it's been nine, nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Were you married when you got here? Nope. Eat that mic, man. Yeah. Nope. Nope. No, um, I, um, gosh. <laughs> Got married about three years after. Three years? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Tell me um, about your about your wife. Oof. Um, she's a very strong person, very strong personality. Um, Which is so interesting because if you ever are around Nisa, you would think yeah. that she's the quietest person. But I'm telling you, don't let the quiet fool you. I know Nisa. <laughs> it's just about the right question, huh? And she will. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, She's one of those people you got to get to know her. Mm -hmm. um, she's got to feel comfortable first. Understood. So she, um, yeah. But with that said, even like, even with that, she's she's a strong person. So if she feels convicted about something, mm -hmm. she's she's not gonna be quiet about it. Right. Not at all. Um, and it's a good thing. It's something that I admire because she. Um, She's just like, she's gonna go get what she wants. And if she feels slighted or like she's not being treated right or anything, she's going to stand up for herself, stand up for her family, friends. Um, so yeah, that's something I admire about her. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, you guys have been married for how long then? That would... Six, six and a half years. Six and a half yeah. years, man. Yeah. Congratulate that man. It's good stuff. Uh, I've heard that if you can make it seven, you can make it forever. 
<laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, and uh, together you have you have a son. Yeah, Mello. How how old is Mello? Mello is nine and a half. Is he nine? Yeah. Golly, that went by quick. I know. That was pretty fast. Yeah, I think um, I started coming here right after he was born. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a baby. Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, so you are a young couple, married six and a half years, and you have a, a nine a nine year old. Right. And um, so, in terms of Metro City Church, and uh, you've been here for nine years. Um, I know I know that we're a dope church, but what I love about our church is we're not f- afraid of facing the things that we might have to make different, things that we have might have to change. So, as a as a young married man with a wife and a child. Um, how can we as Metro City Church serve you and your family better? Um, well, I, I think everybody does a great job, um, specifically with marriage. Um, I've learned everything I know about it from here. Um, so I feel like I'm getting everything I need in that area. Um, oh, even harder than that, I think, is probably parenting and coming into agreement uh, in marriage as parents. Um, but yeah, on, on on the marriage front, we're pretty good um, figuring out how to be the best parent possible is is um, what I say we would need help on. So one of the coolest things that I remember from here was the um, Modern Family Conference. Um, that's, you love that, huh? Yeah. The Modern Family yeah. Guys. You guys remember it? We should bring it back, huh? You think kind of we should bring it back? Probably. I think you. I think you're right, man. You're more prophetic than you know. We're making plans, and uh, yeah, it's dope. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, yeah. especially without me even saying something to you. Mm-hmm. So tell me about it. Um, well, I just, I just thought it was really relevant and cool. That's one of the things that drew me um, to to keep coming here because um, I had never been to a church where it was modern and um, the issues that people are dealing with were actually being faced and discussed. So I was with um, Chris, we went to the blended family course and I learned what I needed to do as a father uh, legally in order to uh, get custody of my son, just be, do things the right way um, in that terms, and a lot of times, myself and others don't think church can help with the real life stuff if if you're not living a picture perfect lifestyle. Um, so to see that was cool, and I think it just deals with real people. Yep, I love that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so your answer would be specifically with regard to being in agreement with your wife. Mm-hmm and uh, learning how to parent out of that agreement. That's right. That would be a, a good way that we could better support you and, and your family. Yeah, definitely. Because um, we tend to see things just completely opposite when it comes to parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we do a good job of coming into agreement, but um, sometimes we don't know which one is right mm. and which one is wrong and mm. you know how to go about, man, how to go real. about everything. That's real, man. Yeah. That's so real because even in marriage, you come from two different, 
uh, histories and then you want to merge that into a new destiny right. which is why it's important that you change your last name i'm not going to jump down that rabbit hole but but uh but i think it's important to have that as a foundation as if you want to uh, make mellow into the man god it created for him to be that's dope mm -hmm. i really appreciate your transparency man yeah, no thank you for coming through right. i know give our love to nisa i know she's working today and uh thank you man appreciate you thank you so it's good appreciate you jai um one more um person um uh, actually we have, we have a few more but uh really quickly if you would uh and I, I i have a sneaky suspicion that more people than not have been blessed uh by this woman of god me particularly personally uh if you would please welcome monique lowry if you would Say if you will if, say if you are brittle you will break. Say if you are brittle you will break. Stay flexible. Say stay flexible. That was something that I taught my mom. Now Monique didn't even know I was gonna call her name for probably like two or three minutes before I called her name, but I thought it was important to to get her opinion because she's right there housed. If you don't mind me saying. Um, uh, housed in the age of the the biggest percentage of people that we have in in Metro City Church, and I thought this question could be really interesting to hear and to to start d diving into a solution for. Uh, so tell me, uh, and and you've not been here as long as the two people that came just a minute ago. So how long have you been in Atlanta and uh, a part of, of Metro specifically? I know intravenously kind right, of right, right. with us, but go ahead. September 2019. September 2000. 19 good gracious that was right when it hit right when it hit that you came here yes that's bananas i didn't really know that i didn't put that in my mind that way i kind of feel like i've known you for like a whole many years and so um and so you've been here you kind of got i mean like when you got here monique did not waste time she was in, involved immediately uh one thing that i love about monique is she is not afraid to serve especially where she's asked it doesn't matter where it is she, she's ready ready to do that and i truly appreciate that to you but i'd love to hear your your answer to this question um as as a woman who i'm not gonna say your age i'm just say the one the age that you are um, tell me how can we as your church and you're a single woman as which I think was a, another important it's not the, one thing to be a single mom it's another to be a young couple married and having children right but it's a whole other thing to be a single a single person at the age that you are how can we as your church serve you in a, in a better so the first thing that came to my mind is um, navigating and managing the loneliness. What do I do with all this time as a 50-year-old woman with no children and not married? Even as much as I serve, there's still a gap in time where there's a lot to get into if I desired to get into that would not be good. Um, the second thing I think is um, at 50, it's a whole change in mindset and life, but not having someone alongside you to help you navigate that as an older woman, someone who's 55 and who's been through those first years of, of being 50. Um, and womanhood, not only womanhood, but godly womanhood, and how do I make friends? I'm new here to Atlanta, I'm older, 
Um, I'm not clubbing. Uh, there's, you know, several things I'm not doing that. You going to the club, honey? No. <laughs> um, first of all, it costs too much. <laughs> um, um, but friendships at this age is challenging because we're, we're very guarded um, because of past hurts. So I think in that right, um, in those three, um, navigating, navigating the, the loneliness, mm -hmm. uh, w godly womanhood, yes. and thirdly, um, friends uh, at this building age. friendships mm -hmm. specifically mm -hmm. at this age. It's true. Most people who are 50 have the friends they have. Uh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that an interesting part of society? So it's something that, um, that can, man, that's, that's so, that's such good information that we need. I knew that you would give us something mm -hmm. else. I really appreciate your transparency, Mo. Uh, thank you so much. I ain't gonna bother you no more today. All right. <laughs> no <problem. laughs> Please give it up for Monique. Now, this, this last person, I'd, I'd ask, especially if you, are, um, if you are a parent in the building, would you do me a favor and stand on your feet really quickly? If you are a parent, parent, stand up really quickly. Good, good. Especially, especially parents of young children, especially parents of young children. Very good. Stay, stay standing. Don't, don't, yep, there we go. And uh, if you would, please, those of you who are standing, welcome the man who's taking care of your children every Sunday, Mr. Marzell Wallace, if you would. Very good. How good. you doing today? I appreciate you uh, coming in and, and relieving whoever's back there taking care of their kids. Um, uh, but we thought it would be an interesting question to to have answered in this way. But before we get there, uh, how long you been? How long have you been with with us? Two thousand and six. Two thousand six. Uh, somebody did math. I'm not a math person. Sixteen. Wow, that's a long time. Before you were married. Oh uh, yeah. And uh, before, of course, you had your your two boys. Oh yes. Wow, and in the middle of that, uh, being a professional, what do you do for a living? Uh, I am an HR specialist for the government. Uh, yep. HR specialist for the government, and I have a small uh, boutique financial company. That's dope, and uh, your wife uh, serves with you as well, who's yeah. doing so many things. Oh, yeah. Big and great things. Tell, tell us a little bit about what your wife just came through, what she just did. Uh, she just created, uh, completed her doctorate in nursing. Uh, her focus is women's health, uh, OB. That's so awesome. Um, and um, I love your wife. She's awesome. She's, she's, she's so awesome. I love her. So we thought it would be interesting to ask you this question. As someone who every week, for, for no less than two, sometimes four hours, Every Sunday morning, with a team, of course, you are intimately involved in the lives and the details of our young children. And you do that down the hall, away from what, where we are here in this room. Um, and I'm sure you have seen things and maybe have tried to unsee things uh, that you have been become aware of just because of that's just the nature of, of, of the place that you serve. Um, tell me, what do you think is the greatest need that our Metro families need as, as someone who's taking care of, uh, of their children? What is the great, how can we serve our Metro City families who have young children? Um. 
we should focus on the foundation of parenting, of family. As the culture tries to redefine family, uh, it is so very important that we have a principal understanding of the family structure as well as family values rather than being defined by social media or even the educational system or even just some families and friends. So that is our greatest need. Our second need is parental training. And one of the things I found, no matter the age level your child is, your child could be in college, your child could be in pre-K, pre we as parents have the same challenges at that level. Uh, some of the events in the lives are different, but we're in that together. So parental training, you know, how to navigate that lifestyle. And there's some great people in here in this church that can really, really help. And uh, we can really pull a lot of, out of them. And I look forward to pulling more out of them. And then the third thing is uh, helping practices and plans for higher education and generational wealth for the next generation. We have some very unique individuals, children in this ministry. They are simply amazing and talented. So, and they're going to go into this world system. And so how do we help them to complete higher education and remain saved and whole, as well as to begin creating generational wealth so we can keep this vision going. And then the most important thing out of everything I said is, like everyone said, how do we connect? How do we create this village? Knowing that you're not alone and that you can entrust your child and your kids to other individuals and they're gonna regurgitate the very thing that you're teaching. So uh, I know individuals are very guarded with their children but there are some families that I would see that they need to be involved in or spend some time with to get what's needed. Man, I, I don't think I could have said it. Uh, I don't think I can say that more completely. Uh, if nothing else, we're grateful to you, Marzell, uh, for your time. Uh, having being a, a man, a professional man, uh, with your own family and things that you guys are involved in, but you spend your, your life here at Metro City Church giving to our, our children for many years. And for, if nothing else, we are absolutely grateful to you, sir. I appreciate you for coming in and release back to go your deep thing, man. Thank you, sir. Good. Uh, lastly, I thought, lastly, I thought it was important that we would um, hear, if it's okay with you, hear from the father of this church. Is that all right? So if you would, please stand and welcome Bishop Johnson, if you would. Thank you. so much pops uh, have a seat um and so i think because there we have people who are relatively new we have people who've been with us for 40 years uh we also have our um online community who will see this a bit later maybe just a couple of things uh, about you uh, dad I, uh you are actually you're the uh second born to a blended family am i am i saying that correctly that's true uh you your mom had a daughter before she married your father. Correct. And then you're firstborn out of that. Four, four boys after that, and then a daughter 
at the end. Am I saying that right? Right. And my father also had two children. Um, oh, before? Well, he had one child ah. before he married Myrtle. <laughs> and, uh, and then he had another one after. Wow. So that's so interesting that if you, know, if you knew that about your, your bishop, that he grew up in a blended family um, and, and in a family where obviously it wasn't a perfect family. But also, I think something that's interesting about you that I don't think people, people know it, but I don't know if they consider it, that your father passed away when you were 15 years old. And so you were mainly parented by your mom. Um, it's from, from the course of time, 15 and, and older, I thought that's interesting because, um, and, and I know that I feel a, I am a bit biased. I don't care what you really think about that. Uh, but, but I think that my dad is a great dad. But how did you, I agree. I feel that, Mary, right? But the ability to be a great dad having not had the main parenting, especially as a man, in the beginning of his teenage years, uh, right before he goes off into the world, um, he's mainly parented by his mom. You know, um, I don't even know if you can answer how that happened. <laughs> how it happened? Yeah. Oh God. Well, simply, my, my dad, well, let me say, first of all, I got the best. I got the best of my dad before he passed. Uh, th this is amazing to me how God did this to me for me and so by the time I'm 15 we are well we, we, we are well into manness <laughs> we're well into responsibility we're well into discipline we're well into um, we're well into what men do to have fun uh, and uh, so by the time that he passes I, I feel that I God was gracious to me and gave me the best of him and then alongside that in his absence the Lord was faithful to always having very strong father figures in my life uh, uh, going forward from there but my mom she um, was you, you would have loved my mom uh, she was an amazing person because she had to raise us from that point on until we left her home uh, so my mom was very um, uh, she was no pushover sweet as candy but she was no pushover and so she kept she kept pointing me back to the things that he said and did so I, I, think, I think it says something is the importance of um, a man having that input in the beginning and how that input will stay especially if it's the type of input that it should be I, I think it's huge it's huge and most of my challenges after he passed the challenges that would arise before me would throw me back to the things that he said would make, make me picture what his input in my life yeah even even to this very day yeah fast forward you uh marry my wonderful mom <laughs> I'm all right with that. Um, you, you, you would love my wife. Uh, she's feisty like my mom. Uh, truth teller. She's going to tell you the truth no matter what. Um, and, 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 uh, 
and incredibly um, loving and supporting. You, you would love my, my wife. And then uh, my mom gives you three children, myself, my, my I call it my, my big brother, uh, who's right under me, and then my baby brother, which is Matthew. And then um, uh, Chris brings you uh, Toya and four, four grandkids, children. Matthew brings you a, a, um, a multicultural marriage and two now and Luna is playing, praying for a third. Now, she, yes, now we have video of Luna praying for, oh, yes. a, she wants another sister. A sister. And she's, she's drawing, she's drawing pictures with her sister that's Talk, not born she yet. She is a in woman of faith. You know, let me tell you something. I'm gonna say it right now for from let it be recorded. If that baby, if they have another baby, <laughs> boy, they better watch out when Luna put her mouth on, cause good graces, she is ready for another child. And then I get the opportunity, of course, to bring you my Sir Frederick Chauncey Brown. And now you are raising a children with families mm -hmm. and tomorrow and now we're in the middle of having to vote early or be sure to vote be sure to vote no no no. the, the problem is those who voted the first time on a runoff too often do not vote again of vote again this is a tragedy and and may i say to you please vote make the effort it will make a difference. I know it's not, it's not what we're talking about right now, but I have reminded myself to say, please, please vote. I think it's necessary. I think it's appropriate, specifically because who we vote for will have um, a big impact on, on how families oh my God. are taken care of. Um, and, 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 and if America, the greatest concern um, is families, what, what do you, Father uh, Bishop Johnson, um, spiritual father of a family. What is your greatest concern for your family? For my family? Yes, sir. My greatest concern? Yes, sir. My greatest concern is that they, every single one of them, would come into their God-given assignment and that they would, uh, they would understand their calling and their purpose. I'm, 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 I'm more concerned about that at this stage than anything. It's, it's on the top of the list. It's on your list. But what right do we, as people of God, as citizens of the kingdom, what right do we have to believe God, to help us to understand that call, let alone carry it out, let alone those of us who, who really are needing God to turn their families around, those of us who looked at the Joseph family, who have just come from thanks, the Thanksgiving table, and it didn't look much different than what they saw on the stage. And there are things that need to be turned around so that that can be accomplished. What right do we have to believe God for these things? The right we have to believe them is simply because of what he promised and what he came for. 
I was reading it, I was reading it recently. <laughs> In the Old Testament, the last major promise, this is so huge to me, the, the, the last major promise of the Old Testament and picks it right back up in the New Testament is that he said when he, when he, he, he God, the Father, would send the prophet Elijah and he would, that spirit would turn the hearts. Actually, in the, in the New American Standard, it says, will restore the heart. That's an amazing word. He will restore the hearts of the of the fathers to the children and he would restore the hearts of the children to the fathers and the word restore is amazing actually it's to turn around or to turn literally to turn back to restore that heart that he intended to have that he intended them to have for each other he would restore that to them and it's, it's a twofold thing. It's what he's doing inside. It's what God, it's a promise of God right now, and I'm convinced. Right now, if you talk about a divine reversal, that's one of the greatest reversals that we will ever see. Do you think it's something to the order of that? Return the hearts of the fathers first? Oh, absolutely. I, I believe he, he, he prophesied it exactly the way he meant it. That the first major turn would be and this is a great promise this is, gives us assurance that if my heart is turned toward my children their hearts that are not would be turned back to me and that's the promise the, in fact those of those who have children who are wrestling with some 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 parents children are a burden and not a blessing they don't see them as a blessing they see them at the birth. You know, putting on my pocketbook, I can't do what I want to do. I can't live the life I want to live because of you. I, I, I'm looking at you the last time with you, I'm through. And, and I, I, I should have had fewer. Uh, some parents feel like they, sh they wish they hadn't had kids. So that child has not become a blessing to them yet. But God said, I'm going to do something in your heart that actually will make them a blessing in our hearts so yeah I think it's huge but this is the promise we have and we can go I, 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 listen, I won't go through all of them in our series we'll talk about it because he promises this turnaround in our household in fact if you define the word household we'll do that in the series coming up you define that word how this promise is so big it's, it's, a, it's a promise that says anybody under your care I'll turn their hearts. Anybody in, under, in your influence, the technical word for household in the New Testament is more than blood family. It is first that, but it's everybody, servants, workers, everybody in your sphere. He said, I'm gonna turn them, I'm gonna turn their hearts. And in, in fact, in the New Testament, he said, I'm gonna save them. It, they, they told the Philippian jailer, don't, do, don't, don't cut your throat. He's gonna cut his throat because you know, don't, don't do that. He said, we're all here. And, and because you hear these words, that you will be saved and your whole house or your household, everybody under your care is going to be saved. You talk about a powerful promise. 
And he's not playing with that. I know he's not playing with that. In fact, I believe this is the season we have right now for God to, this is part of the revival that's, that's come to our nation, our country, our state, our city, is, is the turning of parents' heart to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the children. And then therefore the children's heart turned. But there's something I didn't, I didn't say. You know that, that promise in Malachi I said, I'll turn the heart to the fathers. In fact, I wrote it in. I wrote it here just so I would not misquote it. He says, behold, I'm going to send you Elijah the prophet. And he's talking to the people of God. And, and, and if you pick up in, uh, in Malachi 4, Malachi, 5 and 6. Malachi 4, 5 and 6. And if you follow that through in your concordance, you'll find yourself in the, in the Gospels of the New Testament where God actually is fulfilling. Jesus said, if you understand, he's already, Elijah's already come. He's talking about this prophecy right here. I'll send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will restore or turn back the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of, of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. And I, you know, every, everywhere you look in our nation, that curse is prevalent. Wherever you see broken families, young men who hate fathers, um, angry M mothers who are who do not care families that are tore up is a curse a, 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 dis a decimated family is a curse and it's not from God and part of the, the reason why Jesus is come is he's come and he's one of his first assignments I'm going to turn their heart I'm going to restore family this is a huge deal and the the, the, the scripture, the New Testament is full of it, but this last part I want to say, so that I will not smite the land with a curse, is an unspoken thing here. When hearts are turned, the blessing is released. When, when the heart of a, of a father is turned to the, no matter what's transpired, no matter what evil, no matter what neglect, no matter what abuse, no matter, when, when, when God turns his heart to the children, and turns the heart of the children to the fathers. Whenever he does that, the blessing of God is released. I believe we're here right now. And, and we have an opportunity to receive the blessing. I think it looks something like this. You know you're in the blessing. You know God is in this process of turning things. You know it when, number, and this is what we want to happen. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, we're getting ready to, we're getting ready to do this, this series yes. about families. Yes. Helping people to get divine reversals. And there's some specific things that we're asking God to do. Those things are. Not, not necessarily in this order. It could be any order, but it's the order I received them. Number one, critical or crucial conversations. You, you, have, you, know, you have any idea how many families just don't even speak? They walk in the same room and not speak. They see each other in the marketplace and don't say nothing. It's crazy. This is the idiocy. This is the lunacy. This is the curse of the enemy that comes to separate. You know, Jesus always comes to make us one. Make us one. But the enemy always, always, you know it's the devil if it divides you. 
If it divides you from your wife, it's Satan. If it divides you from your kids, if it divides you from your parents, you know that's, that, that's a sign of the evil one working is division. So critical conversations is number one. I believe that we're going to have some of the best talks. They're going to be some of the best talks that have ever been in families of people sitting right here. They're going to have crucial, critical conversations. And we're believing God that what he releases through us in this word will give them the power to have meaningful, meaningful conversations. And then secondly, we're believing God for, for something that actually the Lord dealt with me about, and that's praying, praying often with the family. Not just for them, but praying with them. So family prayer. Family prayer. Absolutely. And we're going to release some things that can help that be a reality. We're in the midst of this right now. I mean, I am in the midst of this right now with all five of my brothers and my sister. We had, we've had the first one two weeks ago. It was amazing. We used Zoom. I'm a, I'm, I'm a zoologist, Zoomologist. And uh, as, much as, as much as we've used Zoom the last two years, we're not qualified. But we, we, we Zoom in prayer, and so it's so, it, it was so good, so good. And it's preparing for a reunion that we're, we're, we're working toward. And this critical conversations, family prayer. And the third thing is, is, is reconciliation. I believe that God is going to help us to change our hearts, repentance and forgiveness, which restores, it's that turn in heart toward each other. It's a beautiful thing. And that we're gonna see some miracles in this. People that have, have been at odds for something stupid, something crazy. And can you imagine being mad with your brother or sister over a lie? You know, one of the things I hate and God hates is those who cause discord, who sow discord between the brothers. It's amazing how the enemy will t tell a lie on one and, and, they, and they have to hold that thing against each other forever. It's ridiculous. So critical conversations, family prayer, reconciliation. You know, it's a beautiful thing when, when, uh, when, uh, when, I remember this picture when Matt was being sent to um, New York, Avonelli School of Dance, and uh, his brother. We, we spent to get the week together as a family for our family vacation in New York. In New York. And uh, we knew that when we got to the end of that trip, uh, we were going to go and Matthew was going to stay. Right. And at that time, it wasn't the best of relationship between uh, my sons and I never forget is he here yeah he's back here, he's here somewhere I never forget what, where are you sir I just saw him. my right hand oh yeah oh he's out there he's listening he's listening he, right he's there, listening right. He's he's right listening there, right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah yeah I never I, I have this picture in my mind the Lord just burn that picture in my heart of um, when um, it was time for us to because we had never been in this situation never. again, ever, where, um, where, um, you know, we were gonna leave, right. gonna leave my son. Yeah, he's no, the one and we and left the at, baby. Yeah, he's the one we left at the mall, right? right? <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna leave him in New York, in New York City, of right? All places. Oh, and he was God. a teenager. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. He was seventeen. Was he seventeen? 
And uh, we had some friends in New York yep. that could kind of oversee, look what, so it yep. wasn't like, but still, it's yes. New York, York City. City. Right. I never forget the last time we were together and it was time for him to go. And uh, we were saying good, goodbye. And, and, and. Does he remember? He, I'm going to just even remember. When we left, when we left Matt in New York, and right before, I, I, were we at the airport? Right before we were about to leave, and we were walking away. And, and my heart was overcome with emotion because my baby brother was getting ready to go off on his own, and I couldn't protect him anymore. You know, any time he ever, you know, if, he, if anybody ever messed with him, you know, they're going to have to come see me. Is that the same way with you and your family? Yeah. You love your family that way. And I was just a, just a protector. And I just love my brother so much. And so I, I discovered, I, I, my heart did something to me. I, didn't, I wasn't prepared for it. I was like, oh, he's leaving. And I said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and he started crying too. Man, why are you crying? Yeah, man? I don't know. Oh, no, man. I love you, man. I miss you, man. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, he's really special to my heart. So. So they're, they're, they, it's like they ran to each other and they were in, in this full embrace, uh, uh, which, which said at that moment said to me, every beating I gave him was worth it. <laughs> but, but, but it was real. And it, 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 it's the opposite of being separated. So there, uh, not only um, reconciliation, prayer, family prayer, ignited and uh, crucial conversation started but but um, people are going to realize more of their CPA they're going to re realize their kingdom responsibility I see that ask the Lord that it would become open for families because all families have assignments in the kingdom of God there's no family that God does not see before time and issue them from heaven an assignment for his kingdom and so we want to unfold that for families. And then the last thing is, uh, this is something that hit me just recently. One of the reasons why God brings families back together is he restores their inheritance. Man, when I saw that, I said, oh my God. And this inheritance is both first spiritual Connected to what I said about CPA, about understanding why am I here? What's my calling? What's my purpose in life? Why am I gifted this way? Why are we, why did he, why did he place me in this family? Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. And, and, and the other side of it that people don't want to talk about, they should talk about, is the literal financial inheritance of goods that God has, has assigned to every family gets restored when they come back together in him. And I believe that God is gonna restore financially, that financial restoration is gonna come because families are reunited and reconciled together. I believe you're gonna literally see more money be released to those families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anybody else looking forward to this family series? Today is the first Sunday that we just open it up just a little bit. But I want you to begin to take that list that Bishop just gave and begin to think about how you can apply it and how you can believe for it for your own self. 
in whichever family you are in because God is getting ready to turn our families around. I believe that. I believe that. I, I believe, and I, and I want to pray for us. I, I believe that God is already, the angels, are, we're already setting up the connectivity. He's already setting up for crucial conversations. He's already run before time. He already knew he was going to give me this. And, he, and on your behalf, for you, for me, he's already set it up. And all you have to do is be obedient to the Lord. I believe that, that is, that's, you're going to know that God's doing something just because you're able to talk. Who, who of your family you've not been able to speak to? Who are they? Where are they? God in heaven, one of the great glories of heaven and of his kingdom is family. Family forms your identity. Family gives purpose to your life. Family helps you understand why God brought you here. He intended to restore it as has been the enemy's determination to destroy it. God is going to restore it. Anybody believe with me about that? Raise your hand if you believe that God will do that. That he's, in fact, raise the other one because I want you to, to know in the name of the Lord that this is already started. If you'll just be obedient to the Lord. For many of us, it might be a turning of our hearts. When God turns your heart back, it means he, he's, he's touched your heart with his conviction and his love for you. And he will fill you with his love for them. Even though you've, even though you've experienced pain, separation, insult, abuse, neglect, even though you've experienced that, God wants to touch that and turn it. He's ready for you. Are you ready for him? And, and in doing so, his glory, his kingdom is going to come forth. You'll be able to see what God intended. It'll change everything in your life. Lord, I thank you for the restoration. Let it begin now as we speak. We declare that even from heaven, God is removing the barrier in hearts that separated you from others. The Holy Spirit has come with the spirit of Elijah has come now to ascend, descend upon you that your heart may be turned and because your heart is turned, your children's hearts are going to turn. God changes your attitude and see, opens your eyes to see the treasure in your children. They're going to turn and see the treasure in you. And Lord, I thank you for this. I praise you for, re, for releasing this from heaven. For we declare that now is the time. Thank you for the courage. Thank you for the courage for crucial conversations. For building up and not for tearing down. I bless you. I praise you for it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you that we will receive all that you in, in all that you prepared for us will come to us that we may glorify you. I praise you. I thank you. Would you, Heavenly Father, would you, Holy Spirit, heal that place in the heart that brings separation? Would you do that beginning this morning, Lord? Would repentance come? Oh God, for you said if we do not forgive each other from the heart, 
neither will you forgive us. But because of your precious blood, not that we, not that we loved you first, but you first loved us. Now, Father, let that love, the love of God, be shed abroad from these hearts. I thank you and I praise you. I thank you, Lord, for the power to repent from stupidity, the power to repent from nonsensical, the power to repent from our personal pride. Lord, we turn that and we humble ourselves today that you may do the complete work and, and we, we pray these things today in the mighty, mighty name above all names, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father. In the house of God, said amen. 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 Stand on your feet, if you would. Stand on your feet.